Hello folks, today's episode of the JRE Review, I'm reviewing episode 1304, Brendan Sharp's conversation with Joe. Brendan is a regular, he's on all the time, great guy, just released his Showtime stand-up special, and bear in mind, he's only been doing, I think, stand-up for just over two years, so absolutely unbelievable and unprecedented achievement. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I've been meaning to. I'm sure it's good. I've seen him live lots of times, and I have seen him live over the past year and a half, two years at the Comedy Store too. And re- really, to watch his progression is is incredible. You know, he that it was clunky at first, like you would expect it to be, and how quickly he improved is truly. Uh, amazing. Whether you really are into his stand-up or not, you have to give it to him. He's he's become a legit stand-up comedian in that time, which is phenomenal. Um, so respect. And their conversation, as always, was uh, really funny and interesting. So let's start this review. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? It really is funny to think of Brendan Shaw because I knew him, uh, well, I didn't know him, but I saw him on that season of The Ultimate Fighter that he did. There was a really good season. I think it was the Rashad Evans and Rampage Jackson season, so there was... You know, tons of tension. Kimbo Slice was on there. It's the first time I'd ever seen, um, what's his name, Big Country, uh, Roy Nelson, uh, that's a hell of a character and was a great fighter for, for quite some time. And uh, yeah, the first time I had seen Brendan Shaw do anything. And he was good on that show, you know, pretty sure he came second. He got knocked out by um, Big Country, which was unfortunate because he was doing well in that fight until he took... A massive, I think, right hand behind the ear. Pretty brutal knockout, too. And then, you know, saw some other of his fights. I remember when he beat Krokop, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's legit to beat Krokop. Um, and Krokop was still banging hard. And now you see him, you know, on TV, has a show, has his podcast, and, and he, he does stand-up. It's, it's almost like you're seeing a different person, which is really cool. It's very impressive that he could just go from one thing to the next and uh and all the promotional stuff he did with Showtime for the Mayweather fight with McGregor was was good too. He did that with that Polly G I don't know his last name, the boxer. Anyway, it was good, you know? And I actually met him after the LA promotional Mayweather event. I just bumped into him outside at um some bar around the corner and he was super cool it's the only time i've really talked to him in person and uh really chilled really nice you know he didn't seem like he wanted to rush off and do something else not that i'm that interesting to talk to but he was just genuinely a cool dude uh it was impressive so he he starts out their conversation talking about how nervous he is or about this comedy special obviously it's his first one a lot of pressure he's not he doesn't know how it's going to be uh, perceived and, and Joe was just like don't look at the comments and it's one of these echoing events that you hear on uh, from these guys is don't look at these comments and it's kind of like one of those things it, it, maybe it transcends just like online you know uh, negativity but it's like just don't listen to 
negative people saying your shit sucks just keep doing good i mean a lot of these other people are not doing comedy specials so he must be getting something right and uh and you know brendan talks a little bit about why he doesn't like to get into these conflicts online or or like hit back at these trolls because it stresses them out you know you and it does if you find you talk shit about people or you do it for a long time and you start arguing with people all the time it's just stressful you know, I don't know if you remember when uh, Brandon was having a bit of a an online Twitter fight with Dana, and he said it was just it was just like too much. He didn't like it, too much on his mind. I mean, it's cool to drum up some controversy. I think Dana White handles it really well. You know, he likes to go at people and and kind of it gets a kick out of it. But uh, it it it's wearing, I'm sure. It really is wearing. Brendan now has a new podcast with uh, Theo Vaughn, and uh, um, it's it's pretty funny. I've heard a few of them. Uh, I really like it. I don't have a ton of time to like check out everybody's ones, but I like to dip in every now and again, and it's definitely worth listening to. Theo's just so unique and so bizarre. You know, he just takes things in a direction, and obviously Brendan can just comment on it. So it's it's probably a ton of fun working with him. Uh, I wonder what Brian Callen thinks about that, because obviously he started with the fighter and the kid one. I wonder if he feels a bit left out. I guess they they still do the fighter and the kid, because has a lot of followers. Uh, Brendan has used some of his Showtime money to go buy a Ferrari, and they were talking about Ferraris on this podcast. Uh, Ferrari, huh? Well, good for you, if you can afford it. Um, fair enough. It's uh, It's a hell of a car, hell of a statement. I don't know why anyone needs a Ferrari, but maybe just to say that you bought a Ferrari. He was saying you can't buy the special edition ones unless you've owned the other Ferraris in the past. How elitist is that? I guess, you know, what are they worried about? Like Ferraris falling into the wrong hands or some sort of collector's issue? I I thought that was quite bizarre. But, hey, still probably pretty cool the day that you can go into a Ferrari dealership and leave with one. That'd be pretty good. I would immediately just start panicking about the fact that it's going to get scratched up or I'm going to damage it or it's going to lose $80,000 of value as soon as I put my foot on the pedal. Because it's these guys, obviously, they get into the fights. Um, Start talking about Deontay Wilder and his recent massive knockout. Uh, If you're into boxing and you don't know about this, you got to watch it. First round, smash the guy. Unbelievable. And uh, they're saying it might be the new Mike Tyson. That would be freaking sweet. The heavyweight division of boxing has needed that for some time. And the fact that it could be opening up that way is, is yeah, really impressive. Deontay is an intense dude. Really intense. I mean, he was chilled on Rogan's podcast. He was quite a like sensitive and touch guy. But, but when it comes to his interviews, when he's talking about winding up for fights, I mean, he's terrifying. And the, to think that he doesn't get in the head of his opponent, it, it must be impossible. Because the way he hits, and then he talks about wanting to kill someone, I'm like, Jesus. Awful. You know, they brought up the Sage um, knockout again. Um, you know, fighting Cosmo, who is a ridiculously good uh, Muay Thai guy. I feel for the guy. I mean, they talk about it being a bad matchup. Um, but you, you know, they put these, they put the best guys against the best guys when they, then they're matching people up and it it obviously was a bit of a mismatch, but it could have gone any way, I guess. Just the damage that he took to his face. If you look at his Instagram post, it's so brutal. 
I, you know, what does that do to a person long term? Realistically, it must it must really shake him, and uh, maybe to change his fighting style, maybe to make him fight differently and and protect himself a bit more. But absolutely brutal, it really is. It it just uh, was super brutal. Uh, Joe and Brendan talk quite a bit about their love for podcasting. And I love these conversations because it's not just the thing that they do, but they talk about what they get out of it. And it's super inspiring for anyone that does a podcast or is thinking about doing it, whether it picks up a lot of steam or you get a lot of downloads or whatever. It's just like, if you enjoy it, it's free to do. Basically, I mean, and you you know, you post it online and, and you can kind of work on it. The more you talk about it, hopefully the better you get. Sometimes I not sure if I get any better at this at all but at least I get more efficient at kind of pulling it together and and it's that freedom that they say that they get from it obviously these guys get paid a lot of money for their podcast not everybody gets paid any money for podcasting but you do have that freedom you can fucking say anything and really go in any direction obviously sometimes you can upset some people and and do whatever but you get to you really find your voice and uh, it's a great way to learn how to interview better and uh, maybe hold conversations. And that's something that I should probably do more on this is, is have more guests on. Um, and, I, and I plan to. I definitely plan to do it. But uh, it inspires me for sure to, to have people say those things about what it creates. I mean, you just you don't want a boss if you can. Get rid of having a boss because... Um, your bosses are a pain in the ass and uh you know some of them are bullies and if you can be your own boss as long as you don't bully yourself that's a really nice way of doing things um there's a bit of a burger debate in this one and uh, i'd like to hear your comments what is the best burger the best burger brendan went with a plain whopper with cheese rogan went with the double double from in and out now i'm with rogan on this one uh, Whoppers are not bad burgers, but I don't, they cannot touch In-N-Out. In-N-Out is a far, far superior burger. There's some other good burgers out there. Um, uh, what else is good? Five Guys is pretty solid. Five Guys has great fries. That's a great fry place. Um, In-N-Out fries aren't bad, but I think they're a bit skinny, so they get cold quick. Uh, like a bit of a thicker fry. Maybe that's because I'm English. We have chips. We have those, like, steak style not quite that big but you know they just hold heat they just don't get cold as fast it kind of just makes sense from a logistic standpoint skinny ones are nice you just gotta eat them real quick just gotta fucking get them down but yeah as burgers go in and out has to be better than than burger king burger king is kind of lame i that burger king is the burgers are better than mcdonald's though i will say that they definitely are um better there Back to uh, some more fighting. It kind of uh, ended talking a little bit about Chuck. Chuck Liddell. And and I'm glad they brought this up because Chuck handled his loss to Tito really well. And it, it just shows a real man. You know, even though he lost, he's a badass. He's a legend. He said, hey, sometimes you put yourself out there and sometimes you don't make it. And in a way, I think it was, it was uh, bittersweet because... Chuck probably needed to know when to stop, and and I think he has and will now. And Tito really wanted that win. I mean, I think that his two losses to 
to chuck it haunted him for a long time and to come back in there and avenge it and really put it together i mean fair play to him his striking was on point and to think that he wasn't capable of doing damage to think that chuck wasn't i mean chuck was moving kind of odd but you know he's still able to like throw a punch and smash some people regular people he'd fuck you up so it was still two older guys in there but two beasts and uh you know in a way my hat goes off to both of them so awesome chuck you're a legend really was like the first big superstar in the ufc too that was about when i started watching it religiously as i loved watching chuck fight and, and win um it's kind of devastating when he lost the rampage and then lost his belt i it, it came out of it seemed to come out of nowhere i really felt like he was going to win that one too but that's how it goes that's the fight game that's the fight game. And then at the end, and the kind of a new revelation, something I didn't know about. Joe's fear of alligators. He hates them. He fucking hates them. He wants to kill them all. He says that I think he, his pool cue case and most of his belts are made of gators. And this comes from his time growing up in Gainesville, Florida, where he was like, fuck gators. He sees them. They're dinosaurs. They're terrifying. I'm with him on this. I don't trust those fucking things. The fact that they can just walk across a golf course and everybody just has to wait. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't shoot that thing immediately? That's fucking horrifying. But anyway, luckily I don't live near any of those things. And for any of you that do, uh, keep your eyes peeled. All right? Anyway, guys, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. As always, I appreciate it. Keep the comments coming. Keep the love coming. And have a great day.